see us both, and we're starting mid-conversation, as is tradition. Wonderful. Because you, Look at even us. though it's just us, and everybody else is gone, we, we'll, we'll, we'll keep everything swimmingly. Hi, chat. How you guys doing? Welcome to Slightly Something Else, where we do, well, slightly something else. And today's is definitely <laughs> something else, because everybody's gone. Thanos snapped, moved the crew to Milwaukee. Oh. Is that what Thanos did at the end of that movie? Yeah, he, he snapped him and they, like Spider-Man and everyone was just like woke up in Milwaukee and was like, oh, no. And we're in Wisconsin now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Uh, as Frost alluded to, Yahtzee is uh, 30,000 feet in the air en route to uh, Milwaukee with the rest of the Adventures Night Season 3 crew. Uh, so Frost was, was wonderful enough to join me for his very first, but certainly not last, slightly something else. And the uh, the topic uh, is is one near and dear to his heart because he's been covering it quite a bit recently, sort of spread out throughout a couple of his Cold Take video essays. And that's on, uh, I guess, what we're calling the immortal game. So sort of to, to explain what this topic is, you know, we see stuff like paintings and sculptures and, and works of literature that have lasted centuries upon centuries and, um, you know, music and, and films, uh, not quite as long, but but still decade upon decade. Uh, and so we kind of want to know what it's going to take for the games that we're playing today to still be playable and consumable and, and what they will look like, you know, a century from now and less about like what the medium itself will look like, but more of like literally the games you played this weekend Will they be playable a century from now? The games that keep being changed, will they continue to be changed? And who sort of gets authorship of that? And is there power in the hands of the of the the players and the modders and the preservers and whatnot? Um, so, Frost, what uh, uh, sort of what's your 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 cold take on this uh, sort of from, a, from a top down perspective? It becomes a hot take now because I don't get to think and stew on it. If it's live, it's a hot take. If it's pre-recorded and edited, it's oh, a cold yeah. take. No, that, what like is it. a cold take but a hot take that got stale? You know? yeah. Oh, and of course, uh, uh, sorry, uh, your your super chats uh, obviously uh, help fuel the show. I'm gathering all those. So if you have any things you want to talk about, uh, get those donations in and we'll we'll spend the last half of the episode talking about those. Mm. So, yes. It'll be a hot time. It'll be an absolute oh, hot yeah. time. I am a bit, I say, I'm compulsively, I'm a prepper. I'm not a doomer. Right? I don't have a big bunker where the sky's going to fall and not chicken little, but I am very much the man who has a fire extinguisher next to his fire extinguisher in case that one okay. doesn't work, you know? So I, I, I thought like, you were going to say in case that one starts on fire. In, like, case, oh, in case the fire extinguisher catches on fire, <laughs> that, that, that'll be the one that I freak out about. No, those, mm-hmm. those, I'm, the, I'm the man that goes, be careful, right? I'm like, what, what does this imply? I'm the scientist that wonders, should we do any of this kind of stuff what are the implications but also i'm a bit romantic about it i would say i'd like to think uh, as, as i've written before that humanity will continue on be forced underground into their mickey mouse bunkers once the global warming has taken over and we're playing on the the omnibox that microsoft has given to us because they've become the government that there are some games that my great 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 grandchildren will go oh grand peppy frost played this and, and it's probably just like come modern warfare 2 Again, <laughs> well, I was about to say which version of it—the original or the recent one? Yeah, the remake, the remake, the remake. Yeah. As that's going to go there, but this 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 branches off into so many things. That's why this conversation is kind of convoluted. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with what games do we have the? Do we think have the potential now to last that long, or what does it take? Because if it's hard to talk about one without the other. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start. Let's start with the the first point. What games do we have now? Do you think will will sort of withstand that test of time? Um, not even necessarily what are the best games, but like what yeah, games yeah. are still going to be, 
you know, consumable that far down the road. And even that splits off even more because you've got yeah. franchises, right? That, mm-hmm. I, that I could definitely see. I could definitely see Mario still yeah. being like 5,000 years from now. Would they change the name or anything? But maybe, maybe not. They just call him Mr. Nintendo or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I could see. <laughs> it's too but I almost don't want to just say Nintendo's got this in it because that's just their, their own like uh, business and sociological mm-hmm. choices. That's why Nintendo, I think, is going to last for so long. But I don't see them making immortal games. I, make the, I see them immortalizing mascots and we'll still keep playing the next Mario game, the next Sonic game. I don't think Nintendo would be the one to bite the bullet and go, this is the game you will always be on. I don't, I don't see them doing that. Yeah, and they're they're an interesting case because if we look at um you know a lot of these the 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 big games that um were you know early on in the medium the big games that sort of defined the um 70s the 80s even the early 90s ET um, ET exactly uh, uh infamous for for one reason or another um but but if we look at some of those games you know you look at uh Pac-Man or you look at Tetris or even the original Super Mario Brothers those games um Every, no matter how the, the the industry evolves, we keep getting not only new versions of those games, but like the original Super Mario Brothers, the original NES game is still playable, like on Switch. Like that is a game that like every time Nintendo has released the console, there's pretty much been a way to play this game, like outside of the N64, probably. Um, and so I feel like while while Mario will continue to grow and undoubtedly, you know, and with the success of the movie, will will probably grow even more. I think they will still be able to continue to point to to point back at that sort of the 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 primordial ooze of what this whole thing was <laughs> as a like this will still always be there now whether people will want to like if to some people that will feel like watching like the Lumiere brother film where like the 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 train is moving towards the screen and then people ran away screaming because they didn't understand what it was like maybe it'll seem that foreign to people um <laughs> down the road but i think you know if we look at if a game from the 70s or 80s is still sort of having an impact today then i think it's safe to say it will still kind of exist in that form a century from now but maybe that's like false extrapolation i don't know how do you feel I don't I see I'm trying to think like thousands of years and it's actually you that gave me the idea just now I can't really think of when they did anything for Pac-Man outside of the remake that was kind of like watered down uh that sort of hesitancy to uh show up again and again and again now mm-hmm. I can't imagine unless they go down into the Nintendo vault a thousand years from now and they go we need something go look in the old IPs and it's like yeah oh, Pac-Man is yeah it's confusing because we we talked about this i think on a stream over the weekend about how um uh we keep saying oh man gamecube is really having a moment huh <laughs> and i you know i posited it's because a lot of young developers now grew up and that was like a formative console of their time um but what happens when you are literally generations removed from that like you know, we had developers who who made games in the 80s. We had developers who grew up playing games in the 80s. We had developers who grew up after the 80s, but looked back in interest of what they were doing in the 80s. But like 100 years from now, are people just going to be like, well, that's like that's old news. We don't need to look to that. We can we we have so. other examples. I think so. I and, and like the biggest, the biggest, the best example now is how many people know um, Rogue 1980. Yeah. You think rogue if I say rogue like you think of binding of Isaac, you think Hades, yeah. me, yeah. not a hipster, just a little old going yeah. beneath Apple Manor, nineteen seventy four. Yeah. Nineteen eighty rogue, Adom. 
Uh, so even when I say uh, Ravenbound, where I say this feels like those those very old 1980 rogues, people go, this looks nothing like Hades or Binding of Isaac, because that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I do feel either through the trends or through maybe a rediscovery of mechanics, some games may actually falter. I could see them staying around in a sort of historical kind of way. Like if Rogue's going to be around a thousand years from now, it's in a museum uh, and not, not actually an active play, even though it's on Steam and you can get it right now. Uh, yeah. that's, that's almost, again, looping back into, into the, the what does it take to be the immortal game? It's not just being able to play it, but also having some sort of cultural relevancy for the time. And Rogue, unfortunately, doesn't have any. No. Do you think simplicity works in the favor of a game in terms of immortality? Do you think the hmm. the, the more complex something is, do you think the, the, the hairier it is and then the harder it is to kind of wrangle down and, and keep preserved? Or do you think something as simple as Tetris, which is, you know, an incredibly simple game, or even Pong, more simple? Um, uh, is it easier for something like that to withstand the test of time because anyone can look at it and immediately identify it? Although there was that one film critic I brought up from Deadline <laughs> who reviewed the Tetris movie, and he was like a 60-year-old film critic, like a, a, a very known film critic. And when he reviewed the Tetris movie, which he really liked, he said, uh, I have never played, not only have I never played Tetris, I've never heard of it, which uh, stunned me. <laughs> was his review like, oh, it's a beautiful film about a fictional game called Tetris. About <laughs> fictional. I don't understand what this, what this, what a game means. I've yeah. never heard of game before, but um, yeah. So, I mean, do you think, you know, Rogue is something, uh, despite its age, is is relatively complex, I would say. It's it's relatively kind of hard for someone not in the sphere to to understand it. At least that's how I feel. Uh, complexity ages out. It's It's almost two good things so your mechanics will live on but your name might not that's that's the big issue because i think roguelikes may always be called roguelikes until we come up with a better name uh but and it's the simplicity that allows people to identify it and go oh it's that it's that it categorizes it it's that thing but the simplicity also makes it easier to reproduce uh do it again and so like the thing that is so long lasting about mario isn't so much the game itself there's platforms galore these days that there's, you could almost call them Mario likes in that essence. It's Mario himself. He's got that sort of that mascot power. So simplicity lets you stay around for a lot longer. I mean, like Minecraft, how hard is Minecraft? Mm-hmm. But you need that popularity, that cultural relevance, relevance, so that people don't essentially take your cake. That's who's going to be remembered. Yeah, I mean, I, and there's, I think there's a reason that. Um... For some genres, we don't remember who does, did it first. We remember who did it better. Yep. And, and you know, everyone points to Doom at a, as a first-person shooter, as the, like, uh, you know, alpha of first-person shooters, yep. even though Wolfenstein 3D was before it. Um, but Doom was so so immeasurably more popular that um, it, it just sort of took its cake right there, to, yep. to use your parlance. Think, um, that's like most games now. When I say MOBA, what do you think? Dota or League? You don't think Warcraft 3, do you? No, I don't think of the defending yeah. of the ancients. Wasn't that what uh, <laughs> yeah, mod that's, that's, was? That's was that what it's from. Yeah, pretty much. You don't. You don't. Are think people about still? Is Dota still about defending ancients? You defend something. <laughs> Wait, is that what France is doing by by rioting right now? Is they're defending the ancients because they don't want to raise the retirement age? Wow, 
It's a MOBA. Think about that. They're MOBAing. Congrats, congrats, France. You're living in a MOBA. It's MOBAing time <laughs> in France right now. <laughs> it's MOBAing time in France. Uh, I love it. Um, so, okay, so we have these games. And, and the other thing about these games we've mentioned so far, they're static. Super Mario Brothers is Super Mario Brothers. Tetris is Tetris. Oh. Um, however, you brought up Minecraft. And so that is another angle of this. When oh, we yeah. have games. We've got the, yeah. the franchises, but now... Which games now are actually going to be immortals? Because the thing about immortals is, uh, among mortals, you don't call them immortal until they've essentially outlasted those those games and those people. Yeah. Right? These games are... Imagine saying in 1990 or even the early 2000s, you'll be playing this game 10 years from now. You're like, wait a minute, what? That yeah. kind of shelf life? That, that wasn't something that you could think about. Right now, the ones that are pushing age are like RuneScape, I don't know how, and it's it's O S R S O R S R whatever original RuneScape. Oh, um, gotcha. yeah, you've got Minecraft that's still going, mm-hmm. but now you've also got some youngins that are following a lot of their footsteps. Where I'm see, I see these games and I go, I see a huge potential for staying power because you're planning for it. As I've as I've actually written down, because that, that going into the thing, what does it take to be immortal? I think it, it takes planning or not so sloppy development i see so many games right now that are built on what is, what is nefariously labeled as spaghetti code where, mm-hmm. they, where they go we didn't intend for this game to go eight years and it's costly so the microtransactions are getting crazy and the game is getting unstable everyone's screaming yeah. for a sequel but we can't we can't provide you the next one yeah, it's 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 like building a building a mansion right on the coast, but but the tides are rising every yep. year, and so you you don't take into account. You're like, this Perfect. is a beautiful thing right now, but what will this be five years from now when when you know time comes for all of us and and what'll happen to this? Um, and it's even interesting to look at games that continue to evolve, but then kind of boomerang like circle around and boomerang all the way back, and then we have you know WoW Classic. So WoW evolves over the course of 15 years, but then there's like, well, we w- people miss what it used to be. And so we'll have this other product, like the, the vanilla WoW classic that people can use for their nostalgia, which I guess is another part of this whole thing. Like nostalgia is kind of an offshoot of this uh, entire discussion. Yeah, that's and, in like my downsides. Yeah. Upsides, downsides. Oh, wait, are you, are you, what's your, so I know Yahtzee is very anti-nostalgia. I'm curious He's what anti nostalgia. Where's that come from? He's anti a lot of stuff. <laughs> this is fair. He likes, bo- he likes boats and, and cream eggs. He, like, <laughs> he does for someone who likes boats and referencing like weird British shows that I've just never heard of. Uh, that's it's uh, he's a guy who who doesn't like being uh, nostalgic, at least in terms of uh, sort of the um, the overabundance of games that we see that lean on mining nostalgia. Um, to sort of try to find an audience, which you know yeah, is part of the, part of the remake cynical. culture that we're seeing. You know, three of the biggest games of this year are are remakes of classics from you know twenty eighteen and fifteen years ago or whatever. I'm not nostalgic for the thing itself. I'm nostalgic for the the spirit, if you will. Uh, I, I like when people take older games and they go, let's uh, adapt it with modern sensibilities. And I go, okay, this is, yeah, it feels like I'm experiencing this again, because if you go back and see the game that you thought was super amazing, it probably hasn't aged all that well. Right? So that's sort of my stance on nostalgia. Someone just saying, hey, look, it's the exact same thing it used to be, but kind of different. That, you, you're getting me going on my favro. This is yeah. why I don't, get a, I don't get along with John. He's just peddling my nostalgia. 
over and over. Whether it's whether it's nostalgia for the Lion King, yeah, just digging up your Wars. grandpa, going, yeah. "Look, sit on his lap." Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, zombies. Uh, <laughs> one of the problems there is, I think everyone, everyone has a certain threshold for nostalgia, and everyone likes it when the stuff they're nostalgic for is is shown in a light they agree with. But it's when you need to like empathize with other people's nostalgia, especially I would say younger people's nostalgia or even olders. That's what the whole like the fucking MAGA thing. Wait, what are, all about. What? We want America to get back to what Hold it was on. like in the 50s. Who do, how do youngers have nostalgia? I'm 27. Younger than me, they haven't even lived life to be nostalgic. No, younger, like everyone. Again, I think I said this on a stream this weekend where everyone is nostalgic for the stuff they loved when they were 12 to 18. Okay. Like those are, and it's partly those are your formative years, yep. and partly because you had no responsibility in life, yep. and so I, I think everyone's kind of grasping See, for whatever that was. You guys, um, you guys say that, but like my knees are still okay, and I don't have that many responsibilities. I'm, I, I, that's why I'm not a very nostalgic guy. I would say life hasn't trended downwards for me since yeah. then. You know, so I'm not. Yeah. Oh, I wish when I could just drink chocolate milk and not have to go to school and do these other things. Like, no. But eventually you become lactose intolerant and you're going to be like, oh, I miss uh, the days of chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah, do you actually miss Do you actually miss the 90s and the 2000s or were you just not lactose intolerant, you know? Yeah, do you just not Do you just not miss, uh, uh, yeah, having to take big dumps? I'm sorry, Nick just entered the chat as I talk, talked about <laughs> taking big dumps. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Nick. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Where do you, like, how do you, how do you, how do you think that nostalgia is going to play a role or that sort of uh, uh, reverence of the past is going to play a role for whether games can withstand the test of time? If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. It all comes down to execution for me. So, if, they, if you're taking the modern sensibilities, taking all the great new um, development ideas from maybe someone who grew up in that time and doesn't have rose-tinted glasses, like, keep them going. Mm -hmm. It's almost... It's almost a great way for younger developers to make it into the space because who is closer attached to that than, than us? It's it's like me with my younger siblings. My my parents trying to raise them couldn't talk them through what it was like to go through the stresses of high school because I had gone through high school more recently than they had. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, so it's more of a, a a sibling program that we're gonna have. That's the kind of nostalgia that I like. Maybe because maybe you're not nostalgic for the stuff that your parents or your grandparents wanted. Maybe it's the mm -hmm. stuff of your older siblings, where it's just like, oh, that was that was so cool then. And because there's that massive gap, you don't just get a immediate revival. You almost get a twist on it. You know, as mm -hmm. they start to adapt it and make it their own thing. And and that that seems like a more comfortable pacing for nostalgia instead of just here. It's that thing. It's clunky, eight bits, chip tunes, enjoy. What is that? <laughs> and then I also don't, I, I detest nostalgia bait marketing. I, we just add bait to everything nowadays, right? Clickbait, rage bait, oh, yeah. nostalgia yeah, yeah, bait. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of yeah. just. And we've, is, ma we've mastered bait at oh, this yeah, point. We, we are <laughs> masters of bait. As, <laughs> as, uh, that's, that's my least favorite. Seeing these games that go, look, it's like those games that you enjoyed from back then, but now you can play them forever, but you haven't done anything. 
That's almost that's almost the nostalgia that they're that they're playing to now. That sort of did you ever play a game that you felt like, yeah, this is the one you're gonna play forever? Well, that's what I'm selling you. The chance to play it forever, but you play it and there's nothing now. Halo Infinite. Is Nick still here? <laughs> Nick is still also happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday, birthday, Nick. Nick. Spending has a little airport birthday. Um Halo Infinite's yeah. an interesting one because uh, another part of this topic is uh, we see games that are just like, uh, well, it used to be you'd have a franchise and you'd have Mario and then you'd just get a new Mario every few years. You'd have Halo, you'd get a new Halo every few years, that kind of thing. Um, but then all of a sudden uh, it's like, well, no, this is going to be its own platform. This is Minecraft and we don't have a Minecraft 2. This is Fortnite and we don't have a Fortnite 2. However, like... I would have assumed Counter-Strike was in that same boat, but lo and behold, we just got a Counter-Strike 2. That, that goes into my coding thing. I think they, they actually went, we have the money and we have the resources. It would probably just be easier to make the newer one and leave it more open-ended. That's why... Yeah, I and at least be able to future-proof it. Yeah, future-proof it. Maybe we have the foresight the now to be like, well, this is what we'll be building it on, hopefully for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, like you just kind of have to have that foresight or at least think about the potential. But that, that, if anything, it shows the more not predatory nature, but the kind of shoddy upbringing of games where people yeah. go, well, we were just diddling around with things and then it became popular. And the guys who made the original code aren't here anymore. You end up with mm -hmm. problems like legacy coding, spaghetti code. It's a lot easier now to have these games that have a lot cleaner coding because they have the intention of making something that'll last forever, but yeah. again, you kind of you kind of need both. You need that madness, that wildness. That's like I'm gonna make this game that no one's gonna like, but damn if it's not funny, and it catches yeah. on. And and then, but you also need that forethought to go, okay, I, can I upkeep this game as it's still as it's still going through? I think we're at the turning points. We're we're at the turning points where some companies, some developers are gonna have to face the idea of like, should I build this forever? Or should I let it die? That's why I kind of like Nintendo going, no, these are going to be very limited times. We're going to move on is what we're going to do. And then the Immortals, I respect as well, as Fortnite is giving tools for the community to develop more stuff for the game that they enjoy. But then it's the ones I've written in here, the, the Mr. Nobodies, the final Mortals. You know, I feel like we've got some games that are going to trek along into their 20s, 30s, and just at some point just fall off. The downside, super downside is, as I said, the zombies, the ones that you people like to throw out. Not you people, not you, chat. You're wonderful. People out there, over here, you people over there, you like to throw out. You just, I think you just pointed at me. Did I? No, it's on this side of the camera. Oh, on my Discord call, yeah. you pointed at me. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the term dead game. Oh, dead game. You know, Overwatch drops down to 100,000 players. Dead game. Absolute dead game. No, these games aren't dead. They're just essentially going to become zombies where their player base becomes more and more rabid for it. The decisions are more and more split. And mm -hmm. the money becomes more and more predatorial almost in nature. Those, those are the zombies that we're going to have in this field of immortality as we're shifting but through. There's also going to be literal, literal dead games if if a server if server maintenance is required if some sort of an agreement with the developers or publishers or, or or stakeholders is required to play this thing then we're gonna see literal dead games we're gonna see games that you know uh, preservationists in the the video game historical society can only go 
so far in helping helping maintain this and just right before we went live there's a there was a story that i've never seen a game do this before so multiverses you know that like warner brothers Kinda, um, yeah, yeah. fighting game uh that went that entered beta last summer and uh you can spend a shit ton of money in that game you can spend hundreds of dollars in that game uh the beta is ending in june and the game will be removed not playable uh and then the game will be released they said early next year I've never seen a game that had a year-long beta where you could spend a shit ton of money in it yeah. and then have the game cease to exist for an extended period of time and then come back. And I assume if you spent money in it, you'll be able to get the things that you paid for. But, like, it's just a very strange, like, everything... If, if a game requires an online component, everything feels uh, ephemeral in some way. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's almost hard to... Call someone out on their BS because they can go. It could potentially come up again whenever. It's like it's not gone for now. Uh, yeah, it's almost that gripe about uh, games criticism where I hold back on some reviews it, on the buggy nature of some games because I go maybe they fix this after it goes live yeah. after embargo. I've had a few of those where I go it's a it's a bit of a buggy mess and they go it ran fine for me. I was like well they yeah. did release a big patch on launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's almost harder to jump down the throat of some games. Uh, like I miss Total Biscuit. I feel some of the things that he used to do, he couldn't get away with because some games can just go, hold on now, Halo Infinite, that are, are just, yeah, she yeah. may not look like much now, but yeah. a year from now, we're going to close down, but we're going to keep Master Chief employed. <laughs> so It feels like every, uh, you know who should become a game designer? Zack Snyder. Because he's a guy who releases, a, 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 he, he makes a bad Justice League movie, and then he he leaves the project, and then Joss Whedon finishes the bad Justice League movie. And then years later, he gets his rabid fan base to help him create a four-hour, also bad Justice League movie. But he's like, look, it's the better Justice League movie. And it uh-huh. just, this this feels like a game, you know, if 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 these products and this, these works of art just are never done if they're constantly evolving yeah, and constantly yeah. changing. It's like a weird thing to, to try to critique and try to pin down because, you know, with, with some of these like ongoing games. So we have overwatch two now, which is just overwatch because overwatch doesn't exist anymore. But like, what happens if people are nostalgic for what overwatch was like in 2017 or whatever, like is there, there, there's no way to like recapture that, right? Like that, that, Done bun can't be undone, kind of thing. Not really, because you're splitting your player base. But that that's also uh, the issue with Overwatch. That yeah, I brought those things up. That they need to be able to essentially house the different kinds of gamers. You know, the gamers mm-hmm. are the most oppressed breed in society, whatever the hell the term is. But there's different species, subspecies yeah. of, of gamerai, if you will, whatever, whatever the yeah. they're called. Where you have to have a space for your hardcore, have a space for your casual have a space for a social scene and have a space for your creatives. And that it was kind of the issue with Overwatch is that everyone was all bundled together. And it's also where Fortnite's kind of recovering because it went from um, the super build everything mm-hmm. to then just no build to now we have both. And now they're, they're understanding you can't force these four distinct camps to be together. They just fight. They don't, they don't like each other in that kind of way. They, they don't mm-hmm. uh, progress in that manner. But if you separate them, they can all advance your game separately in that kind of way. So, it, it, again, it is just forethought. And I almost, I almost have a whole different spiel for multiplayer games just because they're EULA, where they go, you're licensing this game. 
And then there is no promise of the game ever staying the same way. That was my issue. Yeah. I, I'm the cantankerous older gamer where I miss Fortnite in season two. I miss Overwatch in season one. Uh, no, not see Fortnite season two. Fortnite in beta. I miss mm-hmm. Overwatch in season one. That's the one. Like, I don't like it when these multiplayer games just kind of give in to um, more, just more, and just keep on yeah. changing more, and they start just peddling change. Yeah. And it's like, maybe you're not, like, maybe it's wrong of us to expect this thing that isn't an a communal experience to somehow remain frozen in time because it's not like that with, with anything else. It's not like that with be like complaining that like, I want to go back to basketball before there was a three point line. Like, (laughs) I don't know, tough shit. Maybe watch ESPN classic or something, but like season one of basketball. Like, I, like maybe that's like there's sports fans who are nostalgic for the same thing. I'm like, oh, I miss the 87 Bears. Like, OK, that's weird. But a lot of those men are dead now. So I don't, I don't yeah. know what to yeah. tell you. They're not coming back. Um, so it, it feels like the it, some of that stuff, if it requires that social aspect of it, is kind of the, the preservation of it is impossible. Um, whereas if, if something is by and large single player, then you. You know, there's there's people out there and that's where like the, the emulation thing comes in. And I know some folks like Jack are staunchly anti emulation, but um, what's the stance there? Uh, he thinks uh, art is uh, very difficult to create and that everyone should pay for the art that they consume, Oh, which is understandable because he is a creator. Mm-hmm. My thought is, is if it is reasonably easy for me to do that, then yes. Um, but case in point, uh, hours from now, maybe even already, uh, Nintendo is closing down the 3DS and the Wii U eShops, uh, which means that the only way to play those games will be to find uh, uh, third-party sellers of physical games, and uh, those are going to just go up in price to high hell. And so at that point, I give everyone free reign to just steal. It's, yeah, it's, it, is just, it is just a looting season yeah, it's, uh, it's at the, that point. The founding principles of Valve, where Gabe says... It's not a matter of money, it's a matter of accessibility. And if you make yeah. people jump through hoops, they're just going to steal it because it's easier. And not even, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, when was the last time you stole something to feel alive? I don't. <laughs> I only get pushed there when they go, here, another streaming site's coming out with this other thing. And I go, hmm. It's, I, I steal something um, almost on a weekly basis. You steal pens? Uh, no, it is impossible for me at the grocery store <laughs> at self-checkout to find heirloom tomatoes <laughs> in the machine. And those are the nice tomatoes. Those are the fancy tomatoes. And I love heirloom tomatoes. And so I just, I just pay, I, I buy heirloom tomatoes. I can't find heirloom tomatoes in their little, in their little CMS. And so, or POS. And then, uh, uh, so I just, um, I just charge, I just pay for the cheap tomatoes. Christ, Marty, you're a felon. You sure you want to admit that? They should make it easier. They made it easier for me. (laughs) What are they doing? You know what? I'll I'll allow it because I go, I was buying avocados. They, they only have like the jumbo ones that cost a dollar more. So I end up paying a dollar more, even though that's, that's why I don't do self checkout anymore. At least somebody else is cosmically balancing it by robbing them i am i am listen tomatoes. i would i would gladly do it but that's uh that's 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 on them every, every uh month. yeah no. so um yeah and that's the thing is we still have like i so last week i got my big old steam deck i'm gonna still make fun of pc gamers because i think pcs are for taxes but if it's handheld it's great uh you and did your taxes I, on it uh, I did not do my taxes. I already did my taxes on my tax machine earlier this year. Um, but uh, uh, this machine for me, I played some new game. I played Pizza Tower on it, which itself is a very nostalgic game. 
but um, I've been loading it with a bunch of games I love and I own from old consoles. I'm like looking at my entire PS1 library and like, man, I can play. I just finished Xenogears and now I can play Mega Man Legends on this thing. Fucking sign me up without having to like plug in a PS1 and being like, is this going to look weird on my HDTV? It's great. Those kinds of co- those are first world problems. What, are, what is this? Oh my God, that's zero world problems. I don't, my, my, my problems are, <laughs> I don't know. My problems are like alternate universe, like yeah. multi-timeline problems. Like, yeah. Imagine you, you boot up a GameCube, but you don't have the old CRTVs. CRT? TV? CRTVs? Cathode ray tube television. Okay, so two T's. ATM machine. CRTV. CRTV. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic CRTV. Uh, do you? You're, you're normally the optimistic guy. Are you? Are you optimistic for an immortal future? You don't see any downsides. I am relatively optimistic that the things I like, I will be able to consume until I die. I don't know what it's going to be like after that. What if you don't, um, die? I don't need. What if, oh, no. what if you are the immortal following along? Oh, do you, no. Do you think it'll, it'll be all right for you? Oh, no. Um, I don't know. And it's so hard to tell with games because uh, there's a huge swath of film history that is lost to time. And a lot of that is because for the longest time, they didn't even think about preservation. They didn't think yeah. about why would anyone want to watch like they were like movies and entertainment like that were so disposable for a long time that they didn't even think about the, the the possibility that there'd be people 75 years from now who are interested in consuming some of that stuff and so um barely young industry it's not the kind of thing that you'd start thinking about you know no absolutely yeah compared to those you know compared to art and 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 literature which literally centuries upon centuries millennia um you know, music and uh, well, at least recorded music and uh, film are incredibly young and games are, are even younger. Uh, and we're already seeing people are nostalgic for ages of the Internet. Um, people are nostalgic for like the GeoCity web rings and like, you know, you bring up like uh, uh, like Kaza or Napster to people and they get, a, you know, if you were there, they, they, they get a little a tingle up their spine of what the internet used to be like. That's, um, that's their prostate. It's about time they get it checked because they're 40. <laughs> that's what that tingle is. <laughs> no, listen. Nobody no, misses no, no. Napster. If you like Kaza, if you like Kaza, that doesn't mean you have to get your prostate checked. <laughs> it, it should for, for your own benefit and health. Uh, it's those kinds of things that you wouldn't expect. So imagine, okay, like Immortal, assuming that we do start making Immortal games, you'd have to start thinking about Legacy because we are not oh. Immortal yet. Plan on it. Just have to get a couple billion for it, but yeah. like, who who then owns the rights to your games? There's even uh, some multiplayer games in their in their EULAs have no account sharing. Does that count? You know, like th- these are almost problems that are so far gone that by the time we run into them, mm-hmm. it'll 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 be too late. But why would we think of them now? Yeah, why, why would we consider these now? Yeah, and the and and the rights usage get confusing when a lot of things. You know, companies don't exist anymore that develop these games, that publish these games, or uh, you know, they made a platformer in the '80s or '90s with Disney characters, but now Disney is 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 much more staunch about who they give their license out to. Or you had a soundtrack filled with like songs of the time, but that that agreement only lasted a decade. So now there are certain like extreme sports games or whatever that can't be, you know, you can't get like Dave Mira's BMX or aggressive in line because those, those soundtracks, you know, that, that whole rights thing is, is kind of a complete clusterfuck and, and spread over, you know, 15 different uh, uh, record labels. Can you imagine? So in in this dystopian future, let's just say daddy Nintendo has twins. 
now they're both fighting for the legacy of Nintendo and and you'd have to put it on hold. You can't make any more Nintendo games until this is settled. Those are the kinds of things that we just don't have to think about nowadays. It's like the the Friday the 13th game where they stalled out while they were waiting to find out. So who actually owns this and the game's just dead now. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, yeah. And that's nothing that wasn't the game's fault. It was the fault, like literally the Friday the 13th IP. Like that's why we haven't had a Friday the 13th movie in, in, you know, 13 years, even though everything's being rebooted is because there's, you know, there's a rights dispute over literally who owns this large, this large swamp man in a hockey mask. Also, just make your own swamp man in a hockey mask. He's just a large dude who wears a mask. Dead by daylight dead. (laughs) That's why they have two big sweaty men in hockey masks. Wait, no, they don't have Jason still. That's why they have their own. But they have two, two Texas Chainsaw Massacre guys. There you go. Everyone loves that. That's a, yeah, that's a sweaty man in a skin mask. That's who he is. Yeah, perfect. Uh, do you want to go to, do you want to go to super chats? A lot of, a lot of, a lot of things I still want to talk about are sort of tangentially related to these. Oh, let's do that then. Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So remember, I'm going back to the start of the super chats. Remember if you want to be part of the conversation, uh, get those donos in over on, uh, YouTube or Twitch, I'll be reading them out. And, uh, we really, we really need to get rid of this goal because this goal is, uh, let's let's lap it. <laughs> what happens? We're almost what there. happens if you hit 200 for the, the bar? Should have to keep going. It should. Like at this point, the it bar should like, be like getting ready to decapitate my little character. Should be. Also, congrats! I'm getting a little ZP character. Yeah, look at that. I yeah. wasn't sure how. I was like, I don't think I have any notable standout features, but that is, yeah. I see in it. I go, that's me. For now, we also uh, we also realize that my ZP character just looks like Stanley Kubrick, and I think I just look like Stanley Kubrick. So there you go. Shout out to the world's two best uh, filmmakers ever, me and Stanley. Uh, James Tarn. I remember uh, in early access for 11 months. Thank you so much, James. Uh, fans keep games alive. See Doom, Quake, Half-Life mod scene. That's another portion we didn't talk about is like, yeah, the, um, aside from just like the preservation preservation, like, yeah, there are there are fans. like It's like Thanos at the end of the one movie who says, I'll do it myself. And it's like the fans do that. And I love that. Just made the farm on a distant planet. Yeah. That was kind of wacky. <laughs> I just watched um, it. was weird. Yeah, no, but how do you feel about, like, uh, you know, we see games that release with um, real shoddy PC ports. And that, like, the Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls Scholar, Prepare to Die Edition, or Scholar of the First Sin, or whatever the first Dark Souls PC version was. Oh. It released on PC, and it was a mess. But the community cleaned it up very quickly. And everyone's like, this game is great as long as you download the, the do the things that the community says to do. And like that, that feels gross to me. Like, I'm glad they did it, but it feels gross that anyone would kind of rely on that kind of right. free, you know, have I got free the, labor, I guess. Have I got the cold take for you then. Oh, the, the modders will fix it. Go, go have a look there. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. See, I'm, I'm with it. Uh, it's, it's in that sense, though, where they shouldn't be abused. You know, Todd Howard shouldn't crank out Starfield knowing the modders are going to fix it or Elder Scrolls 6 or whatever. But that's the best way to avoid the chant that comes for every developer. You're out of touch with your game. You know, that that's the what better way to actually find out what the community's into than have these sort of these hubs where the community can make their own stuff with the game's assets. And then they're like, look, this is the most popular thing right now. And then it becomes part of the actual game. Like, that's probably mm-hmm. why Fortnite opened up their, um, they're offering like game editor tutorials for their Fortnite editor thing. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how much of that is like them looking at like, uh, as, as 
extremely shady as something like roadblocks uh, roblox is uh it is Are they shady? sort of uh oh yeah yeah they're, they're oh my god talk to kc about it okay. kc knows way more about it because he has to like protect his son from roblox kc has old man sensibilities since he was five <laughs> he's told me stories <laughs> of that telling his teacher things were childish when he was like in kindergarten it's like what that's the point yeah, nap time is childish it's because you're a child so um, older. but it makes sense that like epic would want to be like well let's control this ourselves let's um you know be able to give people the tools and not have them looking elsewhere um I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to play out in the future. I know a lot of the folks who who are sort of in the know about that were super impressed by the Fortnite tools that were um, revealed uh, last week. I think at GDC. I don't know. I think it's a welcoming thing. It's like the new Witcher mod. Oh no, not even new Witcher mod. The new Witcher that got released, Witcher Three, is hmm. filled with community mods that uh, they were yeah. reimbursed for in, in the end. There, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'd. It's strange to say I don't see a bad thing coming from giving the tools to the community, but then again, there is Nintendo who will hunt you down um, on their private island if you decide yeah. to tweak any of their games, because I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of people who could fix Pokemon right now, but they just won't let you. No, I think yeah. I think I think it is crucial. I think it is crucial for one, uh, make sure make sure you're designing essentially what your community still wants, but also they feel involved with it. Like RuneScape right now, I think they're. They're adding something new because it got voted in. They have a system where they will develop. They won't change anything unless like 75% of the community agrees for it. So mm. not many things change. But when they do, a lot of them agreed on it. You know, so it's. Yeah, yeah. It is very much for, for the system. One of you guys, like one of you people, here comes the phrase. One of you runescapers will know what, what the news on that was. But I've known of that system for a while now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with, with the Super Chat. The fans make the games. Yeah. Well, the developers make the game. The fans choose to stay. Yeah, the, yeah, the fans choose to allow the game to remain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan Fraser, welcome to Early Access. No comment, but we really appreciate it, Ryan. Uh, Lars, uh, been a member for 20 months. Early Access to say. So I guess live service are mortal by default. Live service game. Yeah, I mean, unless they're going to be keeping the, <laughs> unless someone's going to be keeping those lights on, like, I don't, I don't know, like, eventually, everything's going to turn off that requires help from the outside, right? You don't think we'll be in our bunkers a thousand years from now with McDonald's Wi-Fi pouring in? If, assuming I the mean, internet I mean, we can have lasts. McDonald's Wi-Fi, but, like, no. are the servers going to stay, like... You know, we're seeing games like Marvel's Avengers and Anthem and, you know, how many games we just talked about that that are going to be no longer playable because they're deciding that that time to flick the servers off. See, that's a really good super chat because now it's making me think immortal live service are immortal games, but they're not invincible, you know, <laughs> where basically one CEO going this this server is a little too costly or an EMP blast from who knows where. So is it like the equivalent of like it's like Achilles, but every Achilles has their their weak spot, so yeah. that kind of thing. Like it's like his Achilles uh, elbow or his Achilles pinky or something. His Achilles elbow. Like, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that live service games could be mortal, but the ones that I do think that could last for such a long time are the multiplayer ones because it's the social spaces that you need, and they they bridge that gap because you're not going to have people huddling in their churches speaking the good word of the new Sonic level they just made. <laughs> but at a certain point it's going to be you know kind of 
are there going to be too many social? Is it still a social space if there's no one there? Like, damn, I, that's like a Zen Cohen at that point. <laughs> just me. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's just me. Uh, Eric Cartman with a five dollar donation. Thank you so much, Eric. An active modding scene goes a long way. Doom, Minecraft, Fallout, New Vegas, etc. All are ten plus years old and still going strong. Thanks to their community. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Minecraft is still going strong also because of Minecraft. Well, no, like you, you say just because of Minecraft, but a lot of the newer stuff that they add in is voted on by the community and they were mods to begin with. Gotcha. So, yeah, uh, again, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> it's hard to fall out of touch with the community when you are literally putting in community favorite features that weren't there before. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the Binding of Isaac because he stopped after Rebirth, but he kept he kept adding essentially more of the modded stuff into the game. Yeah, like that, that can give your game a lot of longevity. Especially if you move on, because that's that's actually a part that I didn't touch on, is that maybe a super chat answers it. I don't know. This ability to make immortal games is kind of making some indie developers stay with their projects a little too long. That is one downside. I feel. I feel a lot of indie developers need to get into the habit of just like ripping out games and moving on. Yeah, uh, just go on to the next thing. But I almost feel like it's it's a trap to stay with the child forever. <laughs> Leave it. Leave, throw it out in the wilderness, and if it lives, yeah. it lives. <laughs> it needs to fend for itself. Yeah, it fends for itself. Maybe it finds friends who mod it for you. Yeah. You know, but, and uh, something like Fallout New Vegas is an interesting thing, too, because, like, I would put money on, within the next 10 years, we get a, um, you know, Bethesda, Obsidian, Microsoft remake of New Vegas. Right. Um, that feels like something that now that they're all under the same umbrella as well, um, that feels like something we're going to get. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Resident Evil 4 is a good example of Resident Evil 4 is a game that there's, there was an incredible modding scene for an incredible like HD restoration of the um, original of the original game on the PC port that, that people, uh, folks were working on for, for a decade. But then now we just have Resident Evil 4 remake that, that came out this weekend and it's, it's incredible and I love it. But I'm also happy that both things exist. Uh, well, three things, I guess. I'm happy that vanilla Resident Evil 4 exists. I'm happy that the incredible HD restoration that fans did exist. And I'm very happy that the new game exists. Because let me tell you, what a game. man who only what? plays games called Resident Evil 4 is excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting real. I'm getting heavy Resident Evil 4 vibes from this game. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Nicholas B. I've been in early access for 10 months. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Uh, creating or popularizing a mechanic equals immortality. I like that. Uh, mm, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, unless, unless it just becomes ubiquitous. Like who made yellow paint? John yellow paint. I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, so I mean, mechanics. yeah. Last names used to be just what you did. It'd be yellow paint maker. Paint maker. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of where rogue is at this point. No yeah. one plays rogue. No one knows. But Michael rogue is like I know Michael. rogue's legacy lives on in being rogue likes. Right. Because that's, Whereas souls like makes sense still, yeah, until still yeah, yeah, souls that's fair. until we come up with a new phrase for it. Because like, how many yeah. people? Oh well, Quake's still actually pretty active, but first-person shooter—you don't really think Quake? <laughs> Hell, they yeah. call them boomer shooters now, and that offends the boomers. Yeah, who were not playing those <laughs> games? Well, <laughs> that is not the generation. Yeah, no. It just sounds very good, though. I it do is like good. how it sounds. I I like it just because. And then it takes on new meaning. I like Boomer Shooter because those are the games I feel are very impactful, very booming with the violence mm -hmm. and, and with the, the music and the graphics. Yeah. It's wonderful that you don't yeah. really get from a modern military shooter. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yahtzee's trying his hardest to get some of his genre names to click. Spectacle Fighter, I feel like, is the one that that's that's clicked. I've seen Steam use the term Spectacle Fighter. I don't think Steam's going to be using Spunk Gargle Wee Wee, because that's a name I still don't understand. He says it, and I'm like, those aren't words that make sense. What does that mean? Self-referential to him. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I liked recursive a little as as we're, we're ta- at least that mechanic. It is a recursive mechanic, maybe not the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that's the problem is when you're going to start getting mechanics like that, that like, you know, whether it's the, 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 the you know, that life death mechanic in Hollow Knight or, or Fallen Order or a Souls game. Like, how, how do we just describe that? I like recursive, too. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, at least in describing that mechanic. You just see. But I do agree with the popularity thing, because that's sort of uh, how those names came to be. It's back in the days when people are going, I want more games like Doom. I want more yeah. games like Rogue. So yeah, yeah, it does go a long way to to hold on to your legacy, but uh, eventually it just becomes the word for the name. Yeah, or the name for the Agreed. word. Uh, Andrew Hickenbottom, five pound dono. Thank you so much. Happy birthday to fearless leader Nicolandra. Thanks for making this in my favorite online community. May you get all the poo poo you wish for. <laughs> a little heart. Hey. I hope he doesn't get all the poo poo he wishes for because we don't need any poo poo in, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin Aww. has enough poo. Keep your poo-poo out of here. Hashtag keep poo-poo out of Wisconsin. Uh, the Reels, you know, Sapien with a $10 dono. Thank you so much. Altering the landscape of gaming makes a game immortal more than a claim. Think Doom or Duke Nukem. Very similar games in the same time period. Both, I would say, are immortal for very different reasons. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that, again, goes back to the sort of the, the legacy thing of um, can your immortality be in your footprint less in uh, in in the the footprint you left rather than the your actual body of work i guess i see i agree but it's almost like do you consider being locked in a museum immortal you know like Ooh. there's different ways to be immortalized but i think those are like history books and and museums uh yeah. like when was the last time you really thought about the model t the first car that was industrialized in America. Right, right now. First time I've ever thought about it. Right, right now, ever. <laughs> like when I think Henry Ford, or I think of Ford, I don't really think of Henry Ford and his Model T, everything yeah. that he did during World War One or Two. Yeah, I was about to say, I think of the assembly line and some, some anti-Semitism. <laughs> That's a little bit of both. Yeah, he invented anti-Semitism and yeah, mass-produced wow. it. <laughs> Shout out to Detroit-style pizza. Incredible. Uh, uh, Unjoin T. Goose 8. Unjointed goose aid. Christ almighty. Wow. You were unjointed, like Swedish. Unjointed. <laughs> unjointed goose. <laughs> uh, with three 49 New Zealand dollar reduce. Marty, thanks for all your hard work. Marty over yachts. Disagree. I appreciate it. Thank you. I agree uh, that you do look more like Stanley Kubrick than him. I do. I definitely look more like I've definitely also seen more Stanley Kubrick movies than Yacht says. Seen them all. Look at me, Louie, right there. Uh, the war boss of Crone. I remember for six months. $5 donation. Thank you so much. It's pronounced corn, Marty. Well, shit, I already read your name. What'd you say? Oh. 
that's amazing because I mispronounced it. Yeah. And then he corrected me immediately afterwards. Oh, new. Yeah. Uh, that's that's phenomenal. Uh, Frost, you were the best new creator at the Escapist. Everyone's been great. Pulling cold take drops makes my day. Oh, thank you. Did a cold take drop this morning, Frost? I think so. I one. I think it's available for the public. Day. Yeah, put that put that little link in there. Put that hyperlink down there. He, he did. Oh yeah. I was shove, a- shove shove that down people's gullets. Put that in your food trough. I don't know why I keep offending the, I, I keep being mean to the audience. They're, you're all wonderful. One Doran Grossman to. Naples with a two dollar dono. Thank you so much. Here's that old fashioned you asked for. Yeah, in the, in the it, is, it is it is one p.m. It's five uh, which means somewhere. it is five it's somewhere like in the Pacific or somewhere in the Atlantic. Which ocean's to the right? Atlantic. Yeah, we're just drinking yeah. in the water. Crushed it. Uh, John Connor, been a member for one year, with 550 Canadian dollars. If you Google Immortal Game, you get an NFT project of chess. Is an Immortal Game one that could be ported to each new generation easily? Holy hell. See, I'm proud of us. We talked about immortality, and we didn't bring up NFTs at all. Yeah, I even said I don't like it when people peddle nostalgia and immortality in the same vein. Uh-huh. Holy yeah. hell. Uh, Dan Olson of uh, the, the, the Folding Ideas video essayist, uh, one, of my, one of my favorites, released a video uh, late last night. It's like a two-hour video on the, um, uh, the metaverse and like what a complete fucking sham it is so far. And I'm excited to watch that. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's going to have plenty of topics because he's also the sort of the um, – he had that incredible video on uh, uh, Bitcoin that and cryptocurrency that oh. sort of – uh, helped predict the beginning of the end for it. So uh, excited to excited to watch that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think we're going to have to be talking about NFTs that much longer. Uh, those are, see, I wouldn't even call them like the, the biggest danger ever. That's just kind of what happens as technology evolves and you get better stuff that goes, hey, all the stuff that we have now, we can make it faster and make it last longer. Uh, everyone's got that hustle. Back in my day, it was SoundCloud rappers as it was becoming easier to produce music and AI gets put into everything. Like, when was the last time you fought your spell check? That's it. The definition of AI continues to change. The immor- uh, immortality will probably continue to change as like well. Like, when was the last time I disagreed with my spell check? Yeah, no. When, was the, when did you ever, ever fight your spell check? Like, oh, this thing's going to make kids dumb. Yeah, or like <laughs> I don't need to learn math because all computers know it for me. Yep. yep. As long as I know that I can cheat the system by paying for cheaper tomatoes than heirloom tomatoes, then I'm gonna continue on it. Oh god, your math teacher yeah. would be proud. <laughs> it would. Also my theft teacher. Um <laughs> I don't think I have a theft teacher, if I'm gonna be honest. Uh climate change barbarian. Uh thank you so much for two seventy nine Canadian dollar dono. Marty, is Yahtzee a weeb? We've discussed this. You don't consider yourself a weeb, correct? Not, not, not in that traditional sense. I can get in the club. I can't dance. That's the thing. If people, okay. If if someone who's never seen animes talk to me, they would think I'm a massive weeb. But if I talk mm-hmm. to actual people who are into the culture, they would think I'm a poser. Uh, so. so my thing is, I think, I think if you've even dabbled, you become dabbled. a weeb. If you if you've consumed it, if you've watched Miyazaki movies, I consider you. See, this is this is beyond gatekeeping. You're like grabbing people and dragging them into the gate. Eight, four. <laughs> yes. I'm destroying all gates. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, uh, the, the, like uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very against the term gamer. I'm a gamer. 
you know, my, my mom plays some weird match three game on her phone. She's and a gamer. when I'm hanging out with her, I'll occasionally hear some weird blips and bloops. It's probably like whatever the game I've tried recommending her better things and it hasn't worked. Oh, I want to play Marvel Snap. Uh, no, I didn't try to recommend my mom Marvel Snap. You'd never see um, another again. But <laughs> I don't know. She just, talks, just starts talking about Zabu the tiger. <laughs> Loves that little tiger. Um, so, uh, yeah, everyone's, everyone's a weeb. So we're all weebs now. Yep. Listen, if Yahtzee, Yahtzee's put hundreds of hours in Persona games, uh, he, he played uh, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. He uh, Doki Doki. talks about but Doki Doki. He talks about a couple of anime. He talks about one anime I've never even heard of. So there you Which go. One? Boom. We did it. I don't know. Uh, uh, Kramarami High? <laughs> no, there you go. That's a weeb. Yeah, what's the Kramarami High anime he talks about? He brings it up. It's one of the few anime he brings up. Sounds like Kramarami High. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Kramarami, hi. Uh, Snake in the Garden. Been a member for a year. Five euros. Thank you so much, Snake in the Garden. Pokemon hasn't showed... Uh, let, uh, Pokemon isn't showed Let's Go to Nephews. Plus, they didn't understand it needed to battle or catch things. Plus, just wandered around despite watching cartoon. Hmm. Snake in the Garden. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on here. What's going on here, Snake in the Garden? What was this message? Wow, I got very confused. Well, Pokemon just kind of ended, bro. It's over. Ash, at least. Ash? Well, well, Ash is dead, right? Is that how, did he pass away? Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, he passed away at the end of that they, episode. They just aired in, uh, in Japan his final episodes, so his adventure yeah. is, is kind of over. Uh, funny to bring the term. Do you think Pokemon will always get away? Game Freak specifically. Do you think they'll get away with always? Oh, sorry, I messed up the punctuation in this one. So oh. Eve's saying Pokemon isn't immortal because I showed Let's Go to the Nephews and they didn't understand uh, that you needed to battle or catch things. It just wandered around despite having watched the cartoon. Uh. Huh. Which is weird because I would have thought Pokemon was a thing like especially the Let's Go games like they are sim- like they are distilling a relatively simple JRPG that could like kind of act as like my first JRPG and they're distilling it into an even simpler format. Oh, do you think Pokemon's going to get eaten by like Zelda likes specifically Genshin Impact? Is that their Pokemon? Whoa. I mean, I th- the Pokemon killer. <laughs> Pokemon needs to go free to play. Well, I mean, Pokemon Go is free to play. Oh. I feel like I remember that summer Pokemon Go came out. That was really nice. I didn't know. Oh my I god, it was bad it phone. Was... I grew up. I grew up poor for a very long time. It's like a, being a time traveler, but five years the wrong way. <laughs> so whenever uh, someone says you're not a '90s kid because I was born in in spring of '95, it's like no, I grew mm-hmm. up poor. Might as well have been born in 1980. <laughs> You're an uh, 1890s kid. 1990, that's the one. 1890s kids. Would there remember. you go. Uh, Cromarty High. Marty High? Cromarty High. Crow, M-A-R-T-I-E High. Hmm. Apparently that was the name of the... Um, we did it. TM558 with a hundred dollar donation. Crazy it was life. red. It was scary. It was terrifying. Thank you so much, TM. Uh, in class right now, so I can't stay... And I hope you gents are having a good day. I don't know if that meant to rhyme, but it did. And I liked it. Yeah, maybe you know? he's, he's in an English course. Uh, Poets Society. Oh, no. You should spend that money on textbooks Artists. and drugs. And drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the two big things in college. Yeah. Textbooks, uh, drugs, video games. Yeah. The big three. Thank you so much, TM. Appreciate it. Uh, Daniel TH uh, with a $5 dono. Thank you so much. Hey, Frost. Just want to say, really like your voice. Oh, thank you. 
Oh, well, a lot of people are always like, when they hear you on a stream, they're like, I can't believe he actually sounds like that. Like, I, 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 I think it's turned into, I can't believe he looks like that. <laughs> Where, people still, occasionally, someone will come to the stream and be like, that's what Yahtzee looks like? And I was like, he's been doing on-camera stuff for a very long time. That's fair. Not be that, that, is, that is fair, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's turned into that. And I, I guess as that's wearing off, now people are going, I can't place his accent. But yeah, it just fluctuates because I've been around so many different cultures. You can you're a true melting pot. You're like a you're like a stew. You're like a Sunday stew. Sunday? Uh, wait, like a, a, a ice cream Sunday or? No, no, like a Sunday of the day, like oh, end of well, end of weekend stew. We take all the leftovers and just put it in the yeah. pot. So wonderful, it's wonderful. Uh, and Daniel again with another two dollars. Thank you so much, Marty. What consoles are you nostalgic for? Um, mm. my, I would say my nostalgic period goes from the Super Nintendo and then through the following generation with the Nintendo 64 and the PS1. And then it ends the generation after that with, um, the Dreamcast, the PS2, the GameCube and the Xbox. I would say that is my nostalgic period. And that was, I guess that was, that, that goes against my rule of 12 yeah, to 18. Like, that would have been, 18 that? no, no, that would have been when I was five, um, like five to yeah five five to eighteen five to twenty five to twenty when you're in school basically yeah yeah exactly yeah because when when are you more attached to the zeitgeist than when you are in school yeah and there was still a um growing up then like throughout the the 90s and even the early aughts like there was there wasn't we weren't inundated with like stuff like this i couldn't like i had to spend my time playing games and spend my time like reading about games and magazines it wasn't just like oh i could turn on this podcast or this video and there's a bunch of people who get as excited about it as i do so i don't know there was it was it was harder it was like well you, know, you had to walk up school both ways to get excited for things <laughs> in the snow um, yeah exactly uh comes ninja with a ten dollar dono thank you so much some fallen immortals Quake, Unreal, SimCity, Age of Empires, Command & Conquer, Guitar Hero. Common factor, no backwards compatibility. PC games now unplayable or needs discontinued peripherals. Peripherals, that's an interesting thing. If something requires oh. um, sort of auxiliary components to it, so whether it's a Guitar Hero set, um, even games. some of the... What was that? Those crank, the crank games. games. Yeah, Cranker. I, I already misplaced my Cranker. Oh, can't man. say that. Public. Just got you, Cranker. I feel like you got you get arrested if you talk about crankers. Um, but uh, even like the the with the 3ds eShop thing, like I could download those games on my computer or like on on my Steam Deck. But like the the physical device was part of it. Yeah. Was having the two screens and like yeah, you can like replicate it on here, but it's kind of not the same. Like it it removes some of that tangibility. Like how do people play Duck Hunt now? You just go. You go hunt some you just ducks. Point, oh, you gotta go outside. No, <laughs> you gotta like, go I'm outside. sure duck hunt doesn't feel as nice without the big thing of plastic. Yeah, that yeah. Point that and makes clicking a big, while the duck noise. Oh, yeah, it just, yeah. That is sad. Very sad. The zapper. We call it the zapper. Or is it? Is it the touch screen now? Is that? It's still not nearly as fun. I want the gun. Yeah, just tapping. That's where's the where's the thrill of the hunt? Yeah. If you're just tapping so on so it, you're not allowed to have peripherals. I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Wait, I would disagree. Whoa, whoa. I mean, Ninja, you mentioned some games here that, like, some games fumbled the bag. Like, SimCity fumbled the bag. EA fumbled the bag with SimCity. Ten years ago, they released SimCity 2016, and it was such a disaster at launch because of greedy DRM, always online kind of stuff, that it ostensibly killed that, that franchise. Um, Do but, you think they're I, salty? 
<laughs> Y'all yelled at us about always online, and now your favorite games are always online. What the hell is this? <laughs> they were just too early before they like, came. The, EA was is the Scarface of video games. You need people like me <laughs> so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. <laughs> So that's we, yeah, and this week EA is out. Uh, you know, they, they talked about delisting games this year, this week. They were like, "We're gonna delist uh, a bunch of Battlefield games and uh, uh, Mirror's Edge." Bye, guys. And everyone was like, uh, "Why are you delisting Mirror's Edge and these Battlefield games that have single player components?" And then they removed Mirror's Edge from their delist list, but still very strange. I don't like the idea that the rug can be pulled out from underneath. Yeah, no, no, very bizarre. Well done, well done, EA. Uh, Urban, a uh, new member of the Hundreds of OT. Thank you so much, Urban. I find myself nostalgic for, quote, memories I never had. Not playing a lot of D&D, not playing a lot of classic Nintendo, etc. So for me, the Immortal games are the ones I was told were classic as I went around to discover them. That's cool. We talked about this the other day, didn't we? The, like, what is nostalgia for something you didn't experience? Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. I also have a term for those where it's um, those games that you'd heard so much about and they had the reputation, but you never experienced them. I call those games of legend. So that's like Dwarf Fortress 2. Mm. That literally made the guys like billionaires on the re-release because everyone's mm. heard of this game that is just so mystic, mystical, magical, where you go, ah, uh, what is this thing? Yeah. that That is crazy. But no. Uh, I think those are just good games, no? Yeah. You have nostalgia for something you never experienced. I think it's just... It was It was actually, funny enough, it's in Yahtzee's uh, Hollow Knight. Not Hollow Knight, bloody hell. Shovel Knight, different night. Different, oh, there's, yeah, different there's, a, there's a lot of nights. Some nights, yeah. Fun to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Shovel Knight, where it says that nostalgia for a thing that you never experienced is, is just, you know, it's just good. So it's because the things now don't do the things that you would like them to do. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the reference was Watch Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> i'm nostalgic for watchdogs one i miss i miss my good friend aiden yeah we're, we're just getting uh, to the time though where we have to almost position ourselves accordingly because if you say you're nostalgic for something you just have rose tinted goggles and but then but then if you say you're not nostalgic for anything you're just a hater like i where, where do i stand there i don't miss um even though that's like all i had in those formative years i don't miss the nes i really don't Mm-hmm. So even when Shovel Knight comes through, I played yesterday. I don't really like it. Oh, interesting. It's all right. It's, it's not bad. It's just felt like not what I want for now. <laughs> not what you want from from your shovel likes. No, no. Yeah. Um, Wesley Thomas with eleven Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. Some games are immortal, and some keep uh, kept lurching along with cloned tissue or annoying. Uh, and are annoying uh, to see a game that could have been immortal, like FIFA, be made deliberately out of a box, out of the box. As um, oh, sorry, I fucked up the super chat because I let me. I'm gonna reread it. I, I had my window too small. Some games are immortal, and some kept are kept lurching along with clone tissue and organs. It's annoying to see a game that could have been immortal, like FIFA, be deliberately made as zombie out of the box. Um, That's brilliant. Do, do you yeah. have any idea? If you if you had just FIFA Live or whatever and it kept going, yeah. how yeah, or Madden intense or whatever, yeah. it would be to have roster changes as they're happening happening in real life, and then they and what happens if like a, a person like so Tom Brady just retires? You're like, well, he's gone. He's gone from the game. Oh, like, well now he's like in, someone gets injured. Well now he's in the legendary rosters. It would almost be kind of kind of cool to just follow along with them. Maybe yeah. they would get me into football, or, yeah, or soccer or the other football. <laughs> yeah. Either football. That would be cool. That that has potential. I like that. Yeah. What if they released 
so I bring this up on a lot. I don't care about a lot of these games, but I get excited when a game that has sort of been that doesn't get a lot of sequels, all of a sudden a new one comes out and it's called Blank Two. Right. So like I got excited when they announced Counter Strike Two. I'm not gonna play Counter Strike Two. I was like, <laughs> oh, they put a two. But I always think about like what if they yeah, what if they just announced like uh, Madden Two? I was like, oh, what's that? What does that mean? Yeah, the sequel I, to Madden? Yeah, that right. sounds incredible. Minecraft Two. How, how amazing would internet. Minecraft? <laughs> Minecraft Two or Fortnite Two? Holy shit! Yeah, you kidding is. me? I'd be thrilled. Or uh, Jack Dwiggins. And remember, for 15 months in bonus content, thank you so much, Jack. Uh, OSRS, old school RuneScape, is kind of thriving right now. Look, it's weekly content. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's crazy how, how they've kept that game going. And this is my... I'm human, as much as anyone else, kind of. Mm-hmm. That game's ugly. <laughs> that game's so <laughs> ugly, dude. But it, it's, it is nice. I have a lot of friends who've been playing that game since like inception uh people who grind it out to this day their massive community of their their elders and the newbies still coming through it's it's just nice to see games thriving like that i don't know why but they are i don't i don't care a game doesn't have to justify its existence to me yeah that's a nice way to think about it game shouldn't have to do that but i don't have to like it (laughs) no you also don't have to like it you don't have to give the time of day no no one's entitled to anything no uh tommy salty 25 Zawoti. Thank you so much, Tommy. Uh, this is the McDouble Sure Frost and Amy will play Disney games. Also, an immortal game for me is Civilization, thanks to its mechanics and its theme. Ooh. Oh, man. Ooh, theme, that's an interesting thing. Civilization will never... Like, the, the idea of creating a civilization and, and searching for some sort of either domination or peace um, will always be in the spotlight, I guess. Yeah, especially if they keep on... Uh... Their mascot Gandhi just kind of just kind of makes the whole series really. <laughs> do you think Gandhi doesn't get? Do what if Gandhi think? got canceled? Oh, oh, <laughs> he's probably past that, right? <laughs> I'm sure he'll survive. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure he'll survive a cancellation. Yeah. I, I wonder. Do you think there's some games that are held back from being immortal? I said Nintendo earlier. Do you think Civ would be one of them? I could see that being an immortal game. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Yeah, I mean, of of like in the same uh, in the same vein of those sports games, Civilization seems like a game that makes perfect sense. Granted, I did like because I was a big fan of of uh, Civ Revolution and Civ Five. I still mm-hmm. did enjoy that Civ Six had Sean Bean as the as the narrator. Well, if it's an immortal game, you could keep bringing in newer new narrators. But you, like, but what are they going to narrate if you have to make a whole new game so they can narrate it? That's true. I, I see now the appeal of Madden. I get. I'll play a Madden game later. Just to, just. What to if Sean Bean narrated Madden instead of John Madden himself? Ooh. I don't think he's doing it anymore. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't think he's narrating it anymore. Mm-hmm. It is funny because uh, Nintendo kind of has, with one game, created their immortal version of it with Smash Ultimate. Like that was 
here's um, everything like their whole thing was everyone's here everything's here <laughs> and like there is still the fan community with the i think it was project m casey brought up the other day of the that was like when they they tried to uh dial back all the rules to get back down to like the the gamecube the melee yeah. era um but like in terms of like pure content like smash Smash Ultimate has almost everything. It doesn't have like the, the subspace emissary single player modes of brawl, but it's got everyone. All those weirdos are there. How do you yeah. think what do you think that says for like they have Minecraft Steve in there? Is that almost Nintendo acknowledging you're gonna be around forever? So I have no qualms with extending this out to you. You think Nintendo oh, so Nintendo's like a kingmaker? Not a kingmaker. This is more so just like um what was it? The first country that called the United States of America the United States of America. You know, like the first to acknowledge that, yes, you are your own entity and you will uh, last probably as long as the rest of us. Yeah, but for every Minecraft Steve, there's like ice climbers and rob the robot. But that's <laughs> like, what, that's what their own doing? Nintendo stuff or things that they can buy for cheap. This is a partnership. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like partnerships are with like with the biggies. Like you have, you know, mm. Cloud and Final Fantasy and you have Ryu and you have Mega Man and Sonic and very much sort of like icons of their eras. Or was it just Whiplash? Uh, you know, like you got your multiverses and a couple other Smash likes that are coming through and they're yeah. like, quick, grab Steve. <laughs> yeah, someone else is going to take him. <laughs> we don't care about LeBron, grab Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really weird if they got LeBron. I wouldn't have liked that. Uh, Jimmy T with a $5 donation. Thank you so much. It sucks that companies try to make things into an immortal game. This uh, usually ruins it. I say let a game be immortal. Enjoy the memories of what has passed. I mean, that's a very level-headed take like, on it. I, I like think. it, yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, with the whole trying to make it immortal, a game, those those weird zombies, uh, they feel like they're just forever unfinished, you know? Mm-hmm. There's early access games that are still going into 10 years of early access. Yeah, yeah. But I think at this point, it's just access. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if people have been paying for this for a decade, then... Yeah. I think it's just access. I was, yeah. I was very much with with Total Biscuits take where he says as soon as you charge people for money, like your game's done. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I can start I can start critiquing your game as is as soon as you start charging for money. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's incredibly mm-hmm. fair. Uh Superman Jeff, welcome to Tip Char. Thank you so much, Superman Jeff. Out of the buddy. Uh Zer Arthur, thank you so much for the donation. Mm, that smooth voice that makes me want to wear a trench coat and a hat, walk through a smooth drizzle into a cafe. I got worried with the trench coat and hat that it was going to be like a flasher. Yeah, I, I did too. That's a, I was yeah. thinking, who was I thinking of? I think it was in Friends. Because <laughs> that's the thing. It's like a trench coat and a hat. Like we're gonna, This is yep. like a sliding doors moment. You're either like Humphrey Bogart trying to, t- trying to help a damsel in distress. Or a social uh, but sicko. It turns out she's a, she's a femme fatale. Or you're like showing your ding-dong in the mall parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep that behind your trench coat. I uh, think you so much, Sir Arthur. Uh, the guy you know. $2 dono. Reject boomer shooters. Return to Doom clone. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind the term Doom clone. Doom earned the right to be to have its name in a genre. Although it is silly that we don't call things Mario clones. We call them platformers. Hmm. Well, Mario, a Mario clone would be that first Donkey Kong, no? Uh, oh, like when first you, game? When jump man, a Jumpman clone? Jumpman, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. strange. Hold on. <laughs> When did Nick, Marty, there's a giant Pokemon mod in Minecraft I only just learned about. Nick, what are you doing at the airport? Leave the airport. Learning about else. Minecraft. Go explore Minecraft beautiful mods. Minneapolis during your layover. I forgot what it was, what that game was called, but yeah, I've played it a few times. 
Uh, which wait, which game? The the Pokemon Minecraft mod. That's the kind of thing that oh. it keeps on hitting cultural relevance, though. Where it's like, yeah, maybe they are the hot new thing, but we can have the hot new thing. Like Elden Ring is in Fortnite right now. They they did a weird little Elden Ringy thing. Have you have you played Fortnite, Marty? Let's start there. Have you played Fortnite? Mm, I have played literally one match of Fortnite. Anytime recent years ago it is uh like this isn't slanderous it feels like an amusement park it feels like a daycare you walk in and you go whoa this is marvel over there elden ring over here is what is every time i see new stuff and they're like here's the attack on titans i'm like oh you got my animes in here yeah put my japanese animation inside your video game exactly even if fortnite may not always be the hottest thing it's got the hottest thing it's helping them like sort of maintain that relevancy it's yeah yeah, I guess part of that is just Epic has, you know, bottomless coffers, right? Well, enough to refund you, yeah. Like Paragon yeah. <laughs> and, and what was that other game? <laughs> Dodgeball City? Uh, Knockout, Knockout City? Yeah, that's the one. I want to go to Dodgeball City, for being honest. <laughs> uh, as soon as you enter the city grounds, you just get pegged in the face. Uh, Banana Peaches, 999 donation. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm sorry if this is a late notice, but I don't think y'all remember to change the thumbnail from last stream. Because at least for me, the thumbnail is the same as last week. Banana Peaches, first off, thank you so much for the donation. Second off, I believe it is just you. Because I was, for me, it was the, the art with the, the, with the various characters. Because people even commented on the fact that uh, the GTA was there, and and Mario was there, and Fortnite was there. So, um, might yeah. just be a cash issue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? Regardless, banana peaches. A, I appreciate the donation, and B, uh, bananas and peaches are uh, two incredible fruits, and I'm glad they've they've found peace together. Is that not an innuendo? Bananas and peaches. Uh oh, because one looks like a pee pee, and one looks like yeah. a butt. Yeah, yeah. Could Wait, be or, or that. Uh, Oh, yeah, Peaches to me are a butt butt. Okay. Uh, Witticism with a $5 donation. Thank you so much. Another OSRS player, original RuneScape. Uh, most content is discussed by community, then must pass in final poll with at least 70% approval. Game's still going strong after 10 years. See, that's the kind of... Yeah, even it's... 70% it, approval is... Uh, that's, what, what if our laws so, were like that? It's a super majority, so... It either, is a super majority. Either nothing gets going, or if they do approve it, let's say they do fall into just like fascist totalitarianism. At least 70% wanted it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I said, yeah, RuneScape, that's a thing that I've never, I've never had a, a penny in there. Um, but uh, I've, never, I've never played a second of the game. However, I'm fascinated by it. It's, game it's, fascinated a, it's by addictive. Eve, same thing. Fascinated by the, the EVE Online. Yeah. Like hearing the stories about watching some early cuts of the doc. Whew, incredible. Those are, the, those are the games of legend where you just... You, know about them you know of them you seek out information you're not gonna play them maybe, maybe that is a maybe perfect way to that truly games legend uh bajango five dollar dono cromarty high school yahtzee with the based animal uh the basest taste in animal <laughs> honestly laugh out loud 100 worth the short watch i also heard it's short which is great unlike the thousand episodes of one piece that you watched at times three speed it's 900 and it was at 2.5 <laughs> you disgusting weeb <laughs> Uh, SPS Guru with a five-euro donation. Thank you so much. Genshin is definitely a Pokemon replacement. Instead of animals, collect waifus. Yeah, we've been catching mons for so for this long. Like, come on, what's the new thing? Also, all the mons just kind of look alike to me now. They're all just like, ah, oh, you're like a 
what tree duck or you're like a you're like a, a fire rat you know yeah. it just takes two things yeah well, yeah the finite is appealing i like to think of the 100 i was like ooh, okay a little, little collection going on here instead of yeah, there's something, More. there's something, I think I am nostalgic for um, being able to wrap my head around that original 150, and then when they were like, oh, there's a 150 first, and his name is Mew, can you get him? And I was like, oh my god, yeah, this they, is it, oh. this is the top of civilization, and then when they're like, now there's 250, I was like, that's too many, that is too many for right. me. <laughs> you, had yeah. me, you had me the first time, and then, that's why I love Dredge, it's like Pokemon all over again, very limited <laughs> amount of fish. I think it's what, 150 species? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's like one Chinese more, and... the Mewfish. Oh no, man! You're just gonna you're gonna hook a band. It's gonna be a merman. And he just runs off. Um, <laughs> what a game! Uh, everyone played Dredge. Comes out this week. It's wonderful. It's on all platforms. Early goatee contender. Do it, Lampy. Five pound down. Oh, thank you so much, Lampy. Congrats, Marty, on not bringing up Wind Waker or Breath of the Wild. I've gone a, an hour and twenty minutes. I don't think I brought up Zelda. No. Cross, you see you? the big news? See the big news? Oh. 9 a.m. tomorrow morning central. Nintendo Direct. 10 minutes of Tears of the Kingdom gameplay. God. Are, we streaming Are they going to do it? Are we? they going to finally show off? 9, 9 in the morning. That's pretty early. I wish you don't got the pants on. I, I don't have the pants on by then. Same. Kidding me? What, you wear pants 9 a.m. pants? We could, we could do it. We could do it. It's only 10 minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll stretch it out for now. I uh, see. Uh, there's, there's things like that that I wanted to try little videos where it's kind of like Yahtzee's judging by the cover, but it's judging by the trailer where you go complete tinfoil hat speculation of like, oh my God, there's mounts. And is this. everything that's going to happen? Yeah, like, Could be fun. Nasty. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see if we want to do a cheeky little start, start a little bit early, have our coffee, watch the thing, what and then it? go insane about it for like half an hour. Oh yeah. But do you think Let's Zelda you- is immortal? Well, Link, I guess. Um... Yeah, I think we will continue getting them. I think we'll continue getting them. It's not slowing down. It hasn't slowed down in 35 years, so I imagine it'll keep going. See, yeah. they, they worry me because it's... Nintendo does this strange thing where they're always making trends, but they're mm-hmm. always um, s- semantics outdated. You know, so like Breath of the Wild, how long was that in development for? For like eight some years or whatever? Yeah, probably. So like six they, they have this, yeah. this strange thing of, of where they go, we're going to produce this thing for so long that when it does come out, it would, it would be technically outdated, but we're so far ahead of the curve that we're still coming ahead of people. I'm, I'm almost thinking Nintendo is fine unless they do, unless they release a Wii U 2. I don't know if they could survive a Wii U 2. A Wii U 2. Um, it is interesting because, yeah, like, the fir- I mean, the first Breath of the Wild was, on a very tactical sense, the, the Switch felt like old hardware. Despite the fact that it was new, like, the, the power under the hood felt like old hardware. And, and it was, uh, like, a little, the little open world game that could. And now we're six and a half years later, and um, we're still on that same hardware. But I think one thing Nintendo has proven, they're magicians. So... Like they, if if anyone can get a, a game to wow us on seven year old hardware, it's them. Um, literal magicians. Um, Abdel Corrales, thank you so much for the donation. Just wanted to say, my favorite game ever, Age of Empire Two. That's a, ooh. It's interesting when people also go? like. I think a lot of times, 
if you look at games like series like that that always like are always evolving and always pushing forward it's interesting where someone puts their kind of pin in because whereas like mario is like every mario game feels like a new idea even like zelda like the new, the new games feel like new ideas they're like oh this one you're in space this one the main mechanic is around a flood right, backpack right, right. like this kind of thing whereas those games like where it just constantly feels like like evolution it's interesting to be like oh this is where i wanted to get off on the ride like not get off like you know oh i don't know why i did that. are you, in, why are you I, on a I roller coaster coaster, but a, i think i was off screen you're in a roller coaster <laughs> with your trench coat on <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, this is where the ride peaked for me. Um, right. It's interesting where people sort of uh, specifically place that. Hmm. You know, there's people who'll be like, oh, man, I want everything to go back to bad in 13. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what's going there. Yeah, as it goes with the immortality, where you can go back to Madden 13 until they decide to pull it. <laughs> Or just yeah, don't exactly, port it ever again. exactly. Mm. Or the last, yeah, the last three sixty is no longer playable. <laughs> the last three. Uh, Quietest demon. Thank you so much. Been him for twenty two months. Using credits. Say good day, fellas. Enjoying the dynamic between you two, uh, between you both, and great work on the cold take videos for us. Thank you. Ooh, I need to go look at the script after this, don't I? Oh yeah, that's that. right. go new one. That. I know. I know how I'm spending my my Monday mid afternoon. Go look at the script. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to do the thing I just said. Uh, Obi-Wan to homie. Dollar nine nine don't know. Thank you so much. Everybody loves Guitar Hero, but who remembers DJ Hero? Do you remember DJ Hero? Yeah, just because of the peripheral. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Clock Stoppers made it look so fun. <laughs> yeah. An old, old movie about uh, making your molecules move so fast that you can, you can barely be seen. <laughs> Clock stoppers. You remember clock stoppers? I do. I have not thought about clock stoppers for oh, a very long time. I will say, great. yeah, hundred um, percent. Hard revenge over in Twitch with a hundred bits. Thank you so much. Found these old bits, and uh, so can Frost say? Wait, I found these old bits here. So can Frost say likes poo poo? I think he forgot to say the word Nick. I think he wants you to say Nick likes poo poo. Yeah, we all know Nick likes the poo poo. Nick, yeah, love it a poo poo. He's a good, but it's a ooh. Why was that Italian? <laughs> we just talk about Nintendo so much. Mario, <laughs> he, he love it a poo poo. My favorite uh, <laughs> Italian game developers, truly. Uh, true Mandalorian with a two dollar dono. Thank you so much. Skyrim will still be released one thousand years from now. Uh, it's funny, Skyrim. One of the games we had in uh, the thumbnail that uh, we didn't talk about was GTA Five because GTA Five is of that. GTA 5 and Skyrim, the two biggest games of the early uh, uh, 2010s that just haven't gotten follow-ups, that just keep keep trudging along. Um, and it's one of those, like, if they never, if, if both of those games somehow never received follow-ups, would people still be playing GTA 5 and Skyrim on new hardware in 2030, 2040? You think they only love it because they, they anticipate the new one? I don't know. I don't oh, know. That's, that's like, a, I'm not trying to say that, that the game there's an bad. obsession. Like, that's been 10 years of following <laughs> Todd the God Howard. Just yeah. every time <laughs> I buy it again, he grows stronger and he will release yeah. the next um, one. Uh, I don't know. If anything, it's yeah. sending the wrong message. It's like, well, you guys are going to keep buying it. Why would I ever make another one? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point of reinventing this wheel? Oh. Um, it also feels like, can either of those follow-ups ever live up to the heights that those previous games hit like whether it's commercially whether it's critically whether it's like will people be playing gta 6 and 
Elder Scrolls Six for three generations of consoles? Because I, I don't, I don't know if they will. I, I have no idea. See, two thousand is Skyrim. Two thousand eleven. I was, I was just going through high school. I don't know how long it's been. Ten years, so it's almost like a whole new generation. I, well, it's I, been twelve years since Skyrim and oh. ten years since GTA Five. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand uh, what's trending right now. Uh, as you can tell from my backlog, because I'm playing Thief Two, two thousand. Uh, I'm not. I'm the not the, I'm not the man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can now speak to the youth who enjoyed Thief Two, who are now in their their forties. <laughs> I don't youth. know how Skyrim Six will be received. Yeah. It almost serves itself to just be. Could you see those kinds of creations? They just take a pause on them, and by a pause, I mean like. 200 year hiatus and they go whoa now's a good time for another elder scrolls the elderly the elderly scrolls yeah i don't like you know every once in a while we'll see a franchise that like takes a extended extended break and then all of a sudden makes a return but like i don't know how long can you go into hibernation before people just move on and are like you know no one's really come out and eaten skyrim or gta 5's lunch yet um but like, would there be a matter of time before would eventually someone be able to release an open world crime sandbox game that was bigger than GTA or like out GTA GTA? Or would someone be able to release a big old RPG like Witcher, I guess, was the closest thing. But Witcher was more of like a single character story than, right. you know, I want to become this man, woman or beast. Especially if you're you're now getting into the, the thing where you're saying no one can compete with GTA. And my thoughts went to Saints Row, but then I remembered they released a new Saints Row. Mm. Where it almost becomes a game of chicken. Where it's just like, I don't really want to show that I can't compete anymore, so it's kind of best to have this immortal hiatus. Yeah, but you're like, oh, maybe I can like take some of its lunch because like they're not doing anything with it. Yeah. So if I release something that's in the same ballpark, but obviously it didn't work with, you know, didn't work with Saints Row because I don't think it sold very well and no. Certainly didn't review very well. Um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, Urban, again, tens to you. Thank you so much. I think Sam Barlow's immortality would be <laughs> a topic. A couple of people, a couple of people brought that up. That's, uh, uh, which is funny because the game is also about the lasting impact of art. And, and, you know, that's one of its many themes, I guess. Um, but that feels like a game that could... Like, that isn't a game where you're going to get iterative sequels that are like, oh, man, Immortality 4 makes Immortality 1 unplayable. <laughs> like, uh, you know, they added the truck stick to Immortality 2. Oh, man, that changed everything uh, once the, the truck cranker. stick was added. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they added the cranker. Sp um, speaking of Immortals, do you, th because of that longevity, do you feel there is a game now that our generation, our... Our, the, this gen gaming generation has kind of missed the point on is what is the next Vertigo, so to speak. So, like, for those who don't know, older films, older films being just Alfred Hitchcock, Vertigo didn't release too well, but as as the industry kept growing, they're just starting to go, mm. wow, this is actually really, really good for what it was then and for what sure. it is now. Do you think there's yeah. a game that's kind of getting lost in all, all the, the hubbub yeah, right now? Yeah, 2023's Wanted Dead, and KC was the only one who, who understood its genius. I thought Jesse liked uh, it. Uh, <laughs> they played it two weeks in a row. Um, I can't think of a game that got, I can think of a game that is sort of growing with esteem over time, but I can't think of a game that was like released to crickets 
And then when finally people got around to it, we're like, oh, shit, why haven't we been talking about this thing? Um, like, Death Stranding feels like a game that, like, <laughs> is, like, snowballing downhill and keeps getting, like, it, it also just happens that, like, you know, Kojima's incredibly prescient with his art and released it, a year, like, months before a global pandemic, and it's a game about trying to reconnect society after after an incident like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know about games that like that we as the as the the general public got wrong, wrong or maybe just hidden because that's sort of where I feel where I go. This game is great, but oh, the entire press cycle is going to be eaten up by who, who knows uh, sure. elders, elder elder scrolls seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Titanfall two felt like that to me in terms of like I still think there hasn't been a better shooter campaign since Titanfall two. But EA sent it out to die um, with very little. Yeah, we got literally two people at the same time say Titanfall to you. And one that said um, Among Us. <laughs> Among Us, yeah. I mean, yeah, who knows? Like, That's already been the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, you know, who knows what the next big thing. Like, I guess it would be something like. So, uh, Battle Royale game started with Arma? on <laughs> no, no no like uh we point to like the rise of almost doing the the wolfenstein to doom thing mm, mm. where we point to like PUBG and fortnite as like oh man they brought in the wave of the battle royales that got us to yeah, you yeah, know yeah. warzone and everything but should we be pointing further in the past to um whatever yeah. was it arma I, I don't know if it was arma then or maybe like the extraction games nick keeps talking about shit like tarkov like miyazaki plays tarkov i know two I'm people quite, who love surprised. tarkov are Miyazaki and Jonathan Blow, who are like as far apart wow. as developers as I can think of. But the fact that both of them love it and have said that they're inspired by it makes it makes me feel like, oh, is this a game that's like for like it's a, it's game. a game developer's favorite game? And the same thing where it's like, oh, this is a chef's favorite place to eat. No, kind of this is this is um, uh, what do you call it? It's a game that makes you feel it's a feeler's favorite game because you feel a lot of things when you're playing Tarkov. You feel yeah, you yeah. feel uh, you feel thrilled you feel terrorized you feel excited you feel frustrated you feel everything these are just big feelers going yeah yeah makes yeah. me feel alive <laughs> <laughs> big feelers i like feel likes yeah feel feel likes yeah. Is empath likes feel likes my favorite genre See, um, i i don't know if it's just me but i'm holding out that daisy sees a resurgence because that game was in early access for so long everybody just said right enough of that i'm, I'm done with you but mm -hmm. seeing the community seeing how it's played out now it's almost like a completely different game. I said, wow, this thing was hideous when it first came out and it didn't work. Yeah. Where uh, if they were to keep going, maybe they come out later on. It's, mm -hmm. especially the cycles are, are small right now. So even though Dark Souls is what Dark Souls is now, it was overshadowed a little bit by Skyrim in the moment, but it didn't take us long to go away. This was no, no, insane. that's a, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Maybe Demon Souls was a game that not enough people, not enough people were like, oh, this. Everyone, everyone, look at this, look at this. Look at and it this. wasn't until Dark Souls came out that everyone was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And uh, so um, I feel like the, yeah. the cycles would get longer because first you got to deal with all the, the insane games that came out. We have to play these games and then the, the above average and then the average and then the ones yeah. that were just kind of quiet. And you, you brought it up in the, I think at the start of the, the, the most recent cold take that's um, up for everyone now is just, there's just every year there's more games. Like not that there's more games, but like, the, the number keeps growing of ever of games released in a day like and and now that the tools are so democratized which is great it's also 
impossible to like wade through the the muck in the mire in order to find the you know the the games you should wish wish list or the hidden gems uh it's it's tough like we we need more and more we need tastemakers who are able to um you know shine a light on the small things like not the zelda's gonna be fine you know all these all these big games are gonna be fine. fine Yeah, but like, you know, you, you see this in the love of Pizza Tower. You see, like I'm seeing right now, like I don't want to toot my own horn and say I was early to the party. I was a little early to the party, but that's fine. Oh, but like fun. Donkey put out a video on Pizza Tower. Yeah. I, yeah. I, was, I was there when it was the developers going, this game is so weird and I can't stop playing it because I just follow a lot of developers on Twitter. Yeah. That was like, a, uh, you said a chef's favorite restaurant. That seemed like a mm-hmm. developer's favorite game for the time and i was like yeah. okay that's gonna be probably the, the newer neon white it's it's ugly but yeah. just wait yeah yeah well i wouldn't say um, it's ugly it's not conventionally attractive that's the word no no yeah, yeah. it's uh it's it's like a greasy a, a greasy hole in the wall pizza place it has that sort of charm yeah it serves those weird salads with pickles and the lettuce that's just <laughs> cut in quarters and there you go <laughs> um yeah, Richard, ugly and still frames in motion. It is stunning. I agree about that. Yeah. So am I. Uh, Ned Seagoon, thank you so much for the donation. Marty, I have to say, the Persona 5 Okumura fight? Atlas, what the fuck? Uh, I've wanted to do an episode on this. The worst things about our favorite games. Because oh. that boss fight is single-handedly far and away the worst thing about Persona. Um, I mean, also the, the, the terrible way it handles its own homophobia. <laughs> Also okay. bad. <laughs> also bad. Uh, but uh, that boss fight is just like dreadful, like genuinely dreadful. Surely, um, yeah, it's just going to end up being a lot of old water levels, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of looks back on like, yeah, I guess water levels, man. Yeah, just wait, break for just, water levels. Just wait to get to my new script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all about water levels? Uh, it's got stuff, you know, but again, a favorite game that did one thing that ruined it Majora's Mask is kind of the. Uh, I'm excited to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna play the Sonic drowning music. Uh, God, yeah. Like on loop. Bum, 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 bum. Oh man, I'm gonna have a panic attack when I read this right afterwards. Aren't I? <laughs> I think it's great. Looking forward to it. Uh, Purple Marauder. Thank you so much. Uh, Twenty Norwegian Kroner. My favorite game is Red Alert One or Tiberian Sun. Do they still make Command and Conquer games? Uh, every time I hear about them, no. <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah. So like, and again, that's a series like Age of Empires, like, um, yeah. Well, I feel like that's a series that people, I guess, EA, right? Uh, EA, EA do, EA do what EA do. Um, but that's a series where a lot of people feel like they have a different point where they wanted to get off the ride. Yeah. Uh, or hopped yeah. on. Yeah. Or hopped on. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing with. Um, you know, you look at Resident Evil 4, you look at Dead Space, you look at um, Metroid Prime, all of which received uh, remasters slash remakes this year. And I see it less as, why are you touching this old thing that's perfect? And more of like, someone is going to play this game for the first time now and f- fall in love with it. Like, that's fucking cool. Like, there's someone this year who played Dead Space for the first time in the remake and was like, man, this game's really cool. There's someone who played Metroid Prime for the first time and was like, man, you can do a first-person game like this and it doesn't have to be pure shooting. Someone who's going to play Resident Evil 4 and be like, holy shit, this game's weird. And they're going to love it. <laughs> they're going to be right. And all We through- do want to put you... We want you to be... Uh, 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 we're starting a new sh- uh, series with you called uh, first, first, first Timers with Frost. 
We're still. Just, it feels like we need a new. <laughs> this is a new title off the bat, but I like the idea. I was like, again, I'm holding my my special time, my 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 Resident Evil virginity, my Silent Hill virginity, my Metroid Prime virginity, just so we can see what it's like for the first timer. First it's a more mature and experienced game. Yeah, <laughs> with a title called First Timers Club. Uh, and Django with a file or don't know. Thank you so much, Django. There are dozens of wanted dead fans. Dozens. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I need to play that. Jacob Jacob Geller released an incredible video essay on it. I think that's a game. I'm I'm like I'm not even spoofing and goofing. I think that's going to have cult classic status, like God Hand. I think people are gonna. I think people are gonna dig it. I'm trying to because uh, there's an there was another another cult take I wanted to do where I want more games to just be bizarre because there's mm-hmm. there's good games, there's bad games, there's bland games, but then there's the other all encompassing like bizarre games where you could go. It was good but weird, or it was bad but weird, and it feels like that should be where we lean more towards it. Those games yeah. that show you, me something I've never seen before, at the very least, something or just strange where it's like I kept it kept me going. I was engaged, yeah. and it was like I feel like I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's more what I want. Um. Yeah, I want, again, like you, I mean, we talked about Tarkov's a feelings game. I want a game to just leave me with some impression. Leave me, like, experiencing something I haven't experienced before. Or, you know, so many times I'm like, yep, all this is familiar. Yep, I've seen it, played it, done that. Um, So just be weird. A blinding rage. (laughs) (laughs) Just make me... Make me punch the monitor. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking Adam Driver punching the wall in Marriage Story. Yeah, I just want to be Adam Driver. Uh... I think that about does it. Oh. We did. This was incredible. This was this was uh, for your inaugural. Say something else. This was uh, excellent. Uh, Frost, where can where can folks find you, and what should uh, what should folks check out? Obviously, like you mentioned, uh, brand new cold take available now. Right now, go jump on it. Talking about right. a new age of gaming is upon us, looming. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. As I work on the next one for you early access members. But in the meantime, we do have the 3MR for Dredge, which is currently my game of the year. I could be so lucky Ooh. to have game other games for the rest of the year that do replace it. Well, what a grand time that would be. And then yeah, we're going to be doing uh, streams here and there throughout the week as yeah. everyone's gone. Marty and I yeah, have to pretend we, we still have... We, we haven't locked out uh the exact times but expect to see some some combination of of, of frost jamate some others um over the next couple of days we're gonna figure that out. we'll figure it out this afternoon that's there a thought there we go Will we? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's uh, it for me perfect uh yeah and for me just check out uh, uh oh yeah so screaming uh, streaming this week there's gonna be no recap tomorrow no more streams today um i'll be i'll be finishing resident evil 4 remake on my personal channel in the evening though you can follow me there if you want on Twitch. Um, no more escape of streams today. Uh, no recap tomorrow. Possibly breakout live from Milwaukee on Wednesday. And I believe Thursday evening, the plan is to do our game night, our in-person game night in Milwaukee. Um, everything is TBD because everyone's en route and we sort of have to see what the setup and sort of streaming, streaming nook feels like there, what we're able to do. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, check out the website. A lot of, uh, a lot of incredible stuff, uh, going out, incredible written columns, uh, op-eds, um, um, incredible pieces by folks like Darren. Uh, and, uh, yeah, had a couple of written pieces go up, uh, last couple of days. I wrote, I wrote about why the GameCube is my, uh, uh, why it feels like the defining console of, uh, this year. And it's not just because of Resident Evil 4 and Metroid Prime. There's, there's more. I have more of an argument. I promise you. Check that out. <laughs> 
Um, oh, and Lampy with a final donut. Thank you so much, Lampy. Two pounds. If you want feelings, Marty, play Sonic 06. It's on my list. He's a new there? Sonic fan. He's a new Sonic fan. What happened? I feel like. What happened in 06? Uh, they released a game called Sonic the Hedgehog that people just colloquially refer to as Sonic 06 because there's several games called Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and it they really swung for the fences and they made a disaster because they had very limited amount of time and they took half the team and had them go make a Wii game. Uh, but that is the game where Sonic uh, kisses a human woman. Oh, those yeah. kinds of feelings. All right. Yeah, those kinds of feelings. <laughs> trench coat feelings. <laughs> trench coat feelings. Getting off on the roller coaster feelings. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone in chat. Thank you, everyone who, who donated. Thanks for all the super chats. Um, we really appreciate it. Thanks for everyone just hanging out and, and making this a wonderful stream. Uh, so for Frost, this was Marty. This was Slightly Something Else. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you.